is Free Talk Live. You can dial on in toll-free. You can join us on the radio waves here on this live Sunday edition of the program. With you in the studio tonight, it's me, Ian. Uh, me, Johnny Ray. And me, Mark. Last night on the show, we toured, I guess it was in the last hour, we started a story about Willie Nelson uh, and the words that of wisdom that he has for Jeff Sessions, who is the attorney general under Donald Trump. An attorney general who has been trying to ramp up the war on drugs, has called into question what the federal government's policy is going to be from here on out, specifically with regard to the war on cannabis, which had been sort of slowly kind of pulling back. They've been pulling away from it, given that there are all these states that have medicinal cannabis. What is it? Over half of them, I believe, have medicinal programs at this point. And now, uh, I believe, eight states plus D.C. are legal to possess and to smoke cannabis. So, you know, they were supposed to be kind of rolling things back. And then this Sessions guy gets in and he starts talking tough about uh, marijuana again. And Willie Nelson had some words for him. Personalliberty.com had the story originally over at Rolling Stone. It was an interview with Rolling Stone. And Nelson had said, so we started this, we never even really got into Nelson's quote, because we just you know, got distracted. Anyway, Sessions would probably realize he's exaggerating when Sessions has claimed that marijuana is, quote, only slightly less awful, unquote, than heroin, if he'd actually tried both drugs. 84-year-old country outlaw said, uh, Nelson said this, quote, I wonder if he's tried both of them. I don't think you can really make a statement like that. Unless you tried it all. So I'd like to suggest to Jeff to try it and then let me know later if he thinks that he's still telling the truth. Well, I have smoked the marijuana and yeah. uh, <laughs> I have taken an oxycodone one time. I had a ruptured eardrum. Yeah. What was the milligrams on that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I can tell you I was pretty messed up. Um so maybe it was like a 20 or something like I don't know. That. I, again, I don't know. Uh, like but, how messed up? Like motor functions were pretty messed up kind of thing? Like cause, I certainly shouldn't have been – I wouldn't shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. I was not driving. I'm just saying I should yeah. not have been driving. Um, I, you know, the uh, opium tends – the opiates tend to uh, react that way for me. And I would say that, uh, you know, it's possible to get really, 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 really high, but it – uh, on the oxy? Uh, no, on the uh, on, marijuana. on marijuana. So you can be sort of highly affected by it. But yeah. I guess just all the stories I've read as far as heroin goes, heroin is just a much bigger life destroyer than marijuana is. Um, here on Mondays on New Hampshire Public Radio, I think they have a, a weekly tradition of having the governor on. And I just happened oh. to be listening to it the other day. And he said that the consensus was that marijuana was a gateway drug for heroin. And that was just Jesus. one of one of many disheartening things that I heard him say. But yet he said he's going to sign decriminalization. Yes, that's, that's right. A strange. That's a strange dichotomy to have, right? On one hand, to still have this false belief that marijuana is a gateway drug. The government's own Institute of Medicine study from, I believe it was the year 1999, disproved that claim that they've been, and they still keep claiming it over and over again. I mean, ad infinitum. Uh, that it's it's a gateway. What they found was that if there's any kind of a gateway effect, that it's because of prohibition, because people who go to buy marijuana are having to go through the black market, or you know traditionally have gone through the black market for that, and a black market dealer of marijuana is much more likely to have other things for sale, 
And because they are then in close proximity, easy, easily able to sell and purchase these things, uh, they're more likely to, to use something like heroin simply because it's close by, simply because it's being offered. And, and also there's a general tendency to, in a black market, to go after the the very potent, uh, concentrated things that are easier to transport. And more perhaps more profitable. I'm not sure what the profit margins are on uh, on heroin, but you know, if nobody was making money, they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing it, or they wouldn't be selling it. I was very disheartened to hear Jeff Sessions when that first story first broke about how they were going to um, start enforcing mandatory minimums, basically prosecuting yeah. these drug laws to the fullest extent, and uh, uh, President Trump was supposed to come in and shake things up, but. It seems like his whole staff is fighting, uh, fighting, fighting the, the the battles of the early '90s. Like nothing's been learned. Absolutely not. Um, although I didn't, we see a headline about Congress not, I guess, giving the DEA or ONDCP or whoever one of those drug anti drug groups in the government not funding marijuana or medical marijuana enforcement. I feel like I saw a headline about that, but maybe you've been following it more closely. You're welcome to join us here. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Personally, I'm not concerned uh, about it. I, th- I think that you know we've finally crossed the threshold on this issue of being able to, you know, we're not turning back. Uh, it's It's not likely that the federal government is going to be able to put this genie back in the bottle, so to speak, where you've got, you know, eight states that have completely legalized uh, cannabis for the most part with some restrictions, but you know, taxes and regulation and all that, but legal to possess and smoke it. You've got the dozens of States where it's legal for medicinal. I just don't see it being a fiscal, you know, viable thing for them to do not only in the, you know, what the public will think about it, but to just be able to go in there with jackbooted thugs and to somehow stop this, business this multi-billion dollar business or whatever you know it's it's outpaced alcohol in colorado as far as the tax revenue <laughs> yep. is concerned in just a matter of what three years or something like a that. a lot of people visiting um and and you know that's tapered off to some extent now mark because there are other states that they can visit that that have cannabis but it's still doing very very well There's i think still- they've got the uh, they really got the business of uh t- marijuana tourism down there in colorado it sure. seems like no, yeah, they definitely do. Uh, so I just, I'm optimistic about this, even with whatever tough talk is coming out of uh, Jeff Sessions. I think that, I think that at the very least, cannabis is on a trajectory finally to gain more states that have it in legal status. And the longer they leave their, the longer they leave their hands off, then the more safe other states are going to feel about making that flip. And so, who knows what the next couple of years are going to. Uh, to hold as far as that goes but let me get back into uh, willie nelson here he is of course a longtime marijuana advocate says personalliberty.com who has his has had his share of run-ins with law enforcement officials over his personal drug use but the singer says his use of uh, cannabis over the years has played part in his longevity helping him kick habits with more deleterious health effects he told the cannabis last year quote it's medicine and it's already been proven to be medicine end of story he said, I had emphysema, 
and had all kinds of different health problems caused by drinking and smoking. So I decided I wasn't getting high from smoking cigarettes, and I had a pack of Chesterfields. So I took them all out, threw them away, rolled up 20 big, fat numbers, stuck them into the Chesterfield pack, and I haven't smoked a cigarette since. And that's been 30, 40 years ago. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, and, and, of course, a lot of people have used marijuana to help them with very serious drug habits. We were talking about heroin. There, It's not an uncommon story for opiate addicts to use the what they call the some call the marijuana maintenance program where they will use cannabis as a way to wean themselves off or or quit uh heroin essentially and i think you generally have to wean yourself off that or you'll have some pretty serious uh withdrawals but they'll use marijuana and you know the getting high factor from that to supplant Getting high off of uh, a much more dangerous chemical, which is which is heroin, and I and I know people who've done that. I know people who've had success with stopping an opiate addiction because of marijuana. That's what they credit it to. Yeah, I've I've heard the same. Um, you know, it's uh, what they would call it in the the drug treatment counselor business is uh, just essentially transferring your addiction to something else. Right. If you're going to have an addiction, it might as well be something more safe. Right. Um, I mean, one thing that we can see is is that uh, humans, and it's not limited to humans, but humans seem to like to alter their consciousness. There are other animals that like to do it too, but, eh, you know, I mean, if you you start with that, then, um, well, let's try the things that are least harmful, I suppose. Did you ever see the video of the monkeys stealing people's drinks on the beach (laughs) in some island nation? I forget where that was, but it's hilarious. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. More from uh, Willie Nelson here if we get a chance. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the program. Coming up, we got economics in one lesson as we slowly churn through the chapters of this book uh, we are on chapter, was it sixteen? Uh, chapter sixteen. That's right. And it's more. It's about more on price controls. Um, Johnny Ray, uh, Mark, and I have been going through chapter by chapter in this free book that anybody can download online, written by Henry Hazlitt. It's called Economics in One Lesson. So uh, feel free to look for that. We'll talk about right. that a so little third, bit. More. Third chapter in the same uh, theme. Yes. Well, there's an overall kind of theme that's just sort of stretches throughout the book. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom, 855-450-3733. So, um, healthcare is in the news. It's all over the place, and it's certainly worth talking about because, well, it's costing so much these days. And the service you get isn't that great, but there is a free market healthcare company that can give you freedom from health insurance. It's healthexcellencelect.com. They'll give you things like uh, a proactive health assessment daily if you want to get it, um, no charge, 24-hour access to doctors, a medical information card that you can give to EMS, first responders, the emergency room, or whatever medical professional you want to, to give it to. You can check them out right now, healthexcellencelect.com. I think you'll like the price. Um, they have uh, single couples and family plans, and the family plans as little as $600 a month. Um, so any kind of doctor, too. Traditional, integrative, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage. You'll love the service and the price. HealthExcellenceSelect.com. Again, it's HealthExcellenceSelect.com. All right. Let's go. Uh, we'll go to your calls and thoughts. Then a little bit more from Willie Nelson. He's got some words of advice 
for Jeff Sessions, and I pulled up the full interview from Rolling Stone, and there's a couple other kind of fun uh, comments that he has here. We'll, so we'll get into that. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Skype, where we've got Stefan on the line in Ohio on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? What's on your mind? I'd like to discuss gun rights a little bit. All right. I've had some libertarians speak to me and say, for example, like owning something like a bomb is aggression. Have you ever heard? Well, it depends like on what kind of bomb like a nuclear we're talking. Bomb. About. Yeah, a nuclear bomb. I think you've got a solid argument that that is that poses an imminent threat to anyone in you know a very you know large vicinity. Whereas a pipe bomb sitting in your garage doesn't. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I'm not sure that that I'm going to be able to hold my own here, but I can't go along with that. I don't see the difference between a nuclear bomb and a a 12 gauge shotgun. Seriously. Yeah, as far as... You don't as, see a difference. There's obviously a difference. <laughs> if so, right. I see I mean, a difference. And if an accident happens with a 12-gauge shotgun, it, at the very worst, would involve someone dying. Uh, probably not more than a couple someones if they happen to be downrange from it. Uh, but if an accident happens with a nuclear device, then we're talking about a significant factor of harm. That's Okay, That's I agree with that yeah. 100%. But, but I don't think that that is relevant to whether or not I should be allowed to own a nuclear bomb because I you, should be. You can own a shot. You can have a shotgun and you can shoot somebody with it and you can know that the person that you shot was uh, an aggressor, right? Like that's a possibility with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. You can't use a nuclear weapon except in some very, very extreme circumstances um, and expect to kill only an aggressor. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not you, a defensive weapon. It's 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 not. It's it's a it's a weapon of mass destruction. I would like to say that uh, I would like to take back what I said about how I should be allowed to have one because I definitely should not be allowed to have <laughs> a nuclear no. bomb. But uh, but nevertheless, we don't need uh, a government making laws telling me that I can't have a nuclear bomb because the well, natural the natural order of the universe doesn't um, doesn't cause a lot of nuclear bombs to be built. It's when you bring it's states yeah. in and they start fighting each other, then these weapons start being propagated. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Johnny Ray. Uh, that's It's the government ongoing conflict around the globe that has escalated to the existence of these weapons, uh, to their them being created and distributed in the, in the first place. And I guess the, the question is... You know, we were just talking about putting the marijuana genie back in the bottle. Well, nuclear weapons exist now. So this is its not an easy question to answer. I'm not expecting anyone to have an answer. But if we do get to the point of people wanting to end this, the state, ending the idea of the coercive monopoly that we know of as the state, what happens to the nukes? Right. It's a, it's a tough question because they exist and they can be built. And one may argue that the only reason nukes haven't been used up to this point is because other nations have them. Because of mutually assured destruction. Right. So um, we had a situation where the United States had an atomic weapon and Japan didn't. And they got used. The United States hasn't gone to war that I can think of like directly with a uh, country in the last seven decades that has a nuclear weapon. 
Um, you know, there's there's some saber rattling going on right now with North Korea. There's, they're always rattling their saber, but there's not an ICBM. They don't have a. They can't. They they may have a nuclear weapon, but they can't get it from North Korea to here. There's barely even a get off the launch pad uh, rocket over in North Korea. Apparently, according to a couple of their recent tests. Yeah. Well, um, you know, again, they've got I think ten, and I don't want to see whether all ten of them fizzle right there on the launch pad. It mm. seems like the, those are statistics I wouldn't be interested in. So it's not the easiest question to answer because, um, you know, the it's the mutually assured destruction aspect that, um, you know, kind of perhaps has kept these weapons from being used. I just well, know that, that there's a I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. No, no. You first. OK, I was going to say something that is not terribly illuminating. I think there's <laughs> a. An overwhelming, as far as these weapons are concerned, the consensus is that they need to be taken care of. And that will happen because people care too much about them. People will True. will sequester them and they won't be used as long as we're not... Um, we're, we're not ruled by a bunch of weird bullies and collectivists. Well, I tend to agree I, with you. Go, go ahead, re- Stefan. The reason I bring that up is because when I hear things like that, like, you know, a nuclear weapon is aggression, I think to myself, are they trying to say anything that is designed to harm other people counts as aggression? In which case, couldn't a gun technically be— No, that's not what they're saying. And and Mark addressed the reason why. Because the gun— can be used in self-defense, and most of the time is. I would also uh, claim that it's uh, you're going to have a hell, heck of a time convincing me sarin gas is not uh, a threat against innocent people, um, because how do you use it and only kill aggressors? I suppose you could fill a building up with it or something that's full of bad guys, um, but it gets it, it gets when you're talking about weapons of mass destruction, biological weapons, for instance. Um, wouldn't you agree that it would be uh, an aggression for say the Center for Disease Control to begin working on a new, more virulent strain of the bubonic plague. Um, I, I really don't think so. I think that you need to have an intent to aggress in order to aggress. And if just owning a nuclear weapon is not, you're not intending to aggress, and you cannot aggress with without without I trying to, to. I agree with you there, Johnny Ray. But you could certainly say it's negligence, and that it couldn't possibly benefit anyone well, by doing those. If you think research. that you're going to do something with something, and there's not going to be a mistake at some point, you're uh, aggressively you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, you're crazy. So I, I'd love to talk to you about it a bit more, though. Thank Johnny. you, Stefan, for the call. The toll-free number tonight is eight fifty-five four fifty free, like freedom. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three, or Skype in, like Stefan did at Skype username lrn.fm. North to Port is a liberty-inspired fiction podcast about a band on tour. Each episode chronicles the band's adventures in the form of a radio interview at a tour stop location. Listen as North to Port explores liberty themes in friendly ways with humor and music. To listen to the podcast and the accompanying album, please visit northtoport.com. That's N-O-R-T-H-T-O-P-O-R-T.com. Or just search North to Port in your favorite podcatcher. This is Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free. Join us right here and bring up anything you want to discuss. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, 
450-3733. And we've got Skype, so you can Skype into the show here at username lrn.fm. Still to come, economics in one lesson. A little bit more from Willie Nelson uh, after his comments to Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, about his war on drugs. Uh, but also, do want to let you know about my pillow. It's a great pillow. I use it. Mark, you have the my pillow. Yep. It's fantastic. You can get yours with code FTL. You get 50% off, 5050% off by using code FTL, like Free Talk Live at mypillow.com. It's designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. And it's washable. You can put it in the washer and the dryer. It's a great product, and they stand behind it. In a couple different ways. One, with a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can, if you don't, if for whatever reason you don't like it, uh, you can send it back to them and they'll give you your purchase price back. And if you keep it, well, then you can feel good because it's guaranteed to last you for a decade. So go to MyPillow.com and use code FTL for that 50% off. As we go to your calls and thoughts here, we can talk. I know you guys wanted to talk a little more about aggressive weapons, so we can come back to that, too. Jim is on the line, however, listening in Missouri to KWTO in Springfield. Hey, Jim. Good evening. Welcome. I, I was kind of uh, aroused by your introductory talk about Sessions and his new war on drugs. Yes. Uh, of course, we've lost the war on drugs, and every new battle ends in failure. Mm. And... Uh, it's time to take another look at what's going on in the rest of the world and how things are really being handled in, in a much better way in other countries, particularly Switzerland. They set up free heroin clinics, uh, counseled the people who came in, you know, made sure that they got normal doses and not just whatever they could find on the street. Right. You know, the, the drug deals went down. They haven't had a, an opium overdose in over 20 years. Wow. And, uh, it just makes so much more sense. But no, no, we got each new guy thinks he's tougher than the last guy, and he's going to make the war better and win it. <laughs> Just and fight it, it harder. Yeah. yeah. Put you more know, people you know, in the prison. Basic, the basic cause of, of addiction isn't the dealer. It's, the, it's people feeling isolated and alone and, and yeah. looking for something. And uh, they need medical help, not criminalization. You're absolutely right. And, um, Johnny, you, I think you were talking during one of the breaks about a study about on some park. rats— uh, tell us about that here in a moment. And also, I want to recommend, you mentioned Switzerland, Jim. Uh, are you aware of the experiment with de- full drug decriminalization over in Portugal? Very much so, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's another one that and anybody... You know, they, followed, they followed up after... Uh, these people. The reason it's so hard for these other countries to break away is because of, of pressure from the U.S. And Portugal and Switzerland says, go to hell, U.S., we're going to yep. do it the right way. And as a result, in Portugal, after about 15 years, I believe, of total decriminalization, meaning that there's no penalty whatsoever for personal possession of personal amounts of any drug at all. And uh, and that has resulted in a dramatic drop in the number of addicts in that country because the drug addicts are no longer afraid of going to get help. They're not worried that the doctor's going to turn them in or have to turn them into the police. And they'll, they'll face criminal charges or, you know, whatever. They can actually go and get the assistance that they need. And it has helped big time. And, and you know, far fewer people are addicted. Uh, far fewer people are dying you know, it's all of the things that the war on drugs people supposedly want to accomplish being accomplished in the completely, you know, reverse with the completely reverse approach, which is to say to allow people to make choices for themselves and you know suffer the consequences just for those choices, not have jail and a ruined life from you know being abused by the system 
thrown on top of all of it. I just wish every politician in America could read Chasing the Screen. It's a book that, that goes into where the drug laws originated and exactly what's going on around the world with all the with everything all the way. And the gal that wrote it <clears throat> went into it with a, uh, an open mind and in the end concluded that, you know, the war just doesn't work. <laughs> Great call, Jim. I appreciate I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you, sir. All right. Yep, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. The only people that think the war on drugs is a good idea are the people who get paid by it. Um, For sure. Right. I mean, there, there are people who speak out of ignorance um, and haven't looked at the issue thoroughly. You know, maybe they've got a uh, a bias of some sort, and, you know, that's that's what they're going to argue. But it just doesn't work, and it certainly isn't worth the money any that cursory, gets dumped into it. I mean, any cursory investigation would reveal to anybody with an open mind that it doesn't work. Now, Johnny Ray, let's talk about that rat park. If you, uh, if you recall that story, you'd mentioned it during the break. You weren't real sure what it was called. Did you look it up? Was it called Rat Park? Was that... Yes, yes, I I I re- I had heard about it a few years ago, and then I heard about it recently uh, in an interview with the author of Chasing the Scream. So some of these Free Talk Live listeners and I have have similar tastes in podcasting, okay, um, b- uh, possibly or books. But uh, in the '60s, experimental psychologists used rats in what are called Skinner boxes to test the effects of drug addiction. And a Skinner box is a an unwholesome place to live a life as a lab rat. It's um, you're you're boxed in with sheet metal on um, all sides except for the door that opens to put your food in mm-hmm. and so forth. And in the and you've got no no socialization. You're all alone in a dark hole, uh, twenty four hours a day, basically. And they rigged up some of these Skinner boxes to allow the rats to administer drugs to themselves. They tried all manner of drugs from heroin to cocaine, uh, what have you. And they found that that the more uh, when, when the rat sort of discovered what the drug was and what it did to him, his or her use of the drug went up and up. And the, this and, is when the rat was alone in the box. Right. And then some years uh, after, uh, recently, uh, maybe 2009, 2005, somewhere around there, some experimenters built a rat park where loads of rats lived, males and females together, and it was full of rat races and toys and cans so like to hide a paradise, in. Uh, like a rat paradise. Yes. And the the the... Drugs were still available to them, and the rats vastly preferred uh, a water and a normal diet over the drug-laced water. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because they had, um, you know, they had other things to live for in their life, and they didn't need to escape from the hell that they were in. That is so interesting that you know that that same thing that afflicts humans, because that's a big reason why people use drugs. Desperation. Bad circumstances, yeah, absolutely. Bad circumstances, they want to need some kind of escape. Escapism, for sure. And and the Dr. Carl Hart Jr. study of the folks in the hospital that were getting uh, the option to take real, like, nice doses of methamphetamine and pure crack cocaine, 
they they refused to choose the, that option when given the choice of having a $20 per day reward at the end of this three-week-long study. They could either get one or the other. They could get a $20 credit to when they get out of the hospital, or they could get right then and there, every day, a fresh crack rock of, uh, of cocaine. And when it was only $5 reward, they were more likely to choose the crack cocaine. But when it was a $20 reward at the end per day, they would not choose the crack and the meth, and they would say, I'll take the, the money at the end of the study. And at the end of the study, they hadn't done any crack. So same thing. It, and these were people who'd come from very poor uh, urban areas where they, they felt defeated, nothing to live for. These were drug addicts. These were not like you know normal folks. These were drug addicts who they brought into the study. So the exact same things, basically the human version of uh, of the rat study, or a sim- very similar one. Let's go to Bill. He's listening in Reno. Uh, Bill, are you listening to us on the radio there in Reno? I am ninety nine one FM Talk. Excellent. I, uh, I I heard we were going to get be getting back on KBZZ. Just uh, didn't know that it had happened yet. I know you want to comment on the drug uh, scene. So if you want to stand by, Bill, we're going to come right back to you. Okay. Absolutely. We're coming up here in moments, uh, and welcome to our new listeners there. Former affiliate, back on with us in Reno, KBZZ. Sweet. Uh, One of the few progressive talk stations left in uh, the nation. We're glad to be back on. You can join us here toll-free. We're live here on Sunday, 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free here on this live Sunday edition of the program. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733, and you may Skype in as well. Our Skype username is lrn.fm. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Don't forget, you can help support Free Talk Live by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. If you like the fact that we are heard on over 160 great radio stations, both progressive and conservative talk stations carry Free Talk Live across the United States. If you like the fact uh, that we're heard you know, online, if you like the fact that we've got people uh, around the world listening on the internet to the ideas of liberty and around the, the country on the radio and you want to help support what we're doing, then please join the AMP program uh, at amp.freetalklive.com. We had a a great outpouring of support this week after I sent out a letter uh, last week to our supporters and uh, email lists and mentioned on the air that the AMP program was down a bit. Um, We actually had so many come in, I haven't had a chance to get through them all this weekend, so I don't know how much more we gain but we definitely gained this week so like a lot of a lot of weeks we'll lose a little bit because we'll you know gain two new ampers but we'll lose three that kind of thing so we'll just we're slowly we're attritioning amplifiers over the over the years this was definitely a uh, a big gain week as far as new signups were concerned so uh welcome back to people who were re-signing up welcome to those who are brand new and if you're if you're waiting for the official email from me, I'm sorry, I'm still working on uh, processing them. I, I had to go and see Johnny Ray on stage today. Uh, he was <laughs> uh, he was in Romeo and Juliet, and it was a three hour long uh, play. Patience perforce with willful <laughs> color meeting makes my flesh tremble in their different greeting. <laughs> I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall now seeming sweet convert to bitterest gall. 
you were uh, Tybalt in the play, and uh, it was great. So anyway, that's I apologize. I had I had a little bit of fun over at uh, Johnny Ray's engagement today, and I'll get back to work soon. Uh, but so thanks to all the people who went to amp.freetalklive.com. And if you were thinking about it, we could still use your help. But let's go back to Bill in Reno, uh, listening on former affiliate back on board with Free Talk Live KBZZ there in Reno. Uh, welcome, uh, Bill. What's on your mind tonight? Yes, sorry, gentlemen. I I said the wrong words. I am on the Dark Matters Radio Network over online, so I apologize. Oh. Okay. The thing, thing I was going to mention was uh, that uh, with the scourge of opioid and um, heavy anxiety disorder medication or anxiety medication, um, marijuana is very helpful um, for a lot of people in those situations, and just wanted to mention that. So. Is that something you've had personal experience with, Bill? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, 13 spine surgeries. Whoa. And, um, yeah, and took opioids for a long time, um, always chasing pain, and I'm healthier off of them. And uh, with a lot of pain, you generally have a lot of anxiety, severe anxiety, um, and surgery. So uh, I was on both. And, um, and, you know, cannabis uh, really helps people in those situations, for sure. Well, that's what I, uh, you know, it's always interesting to hear people's personal stories about how cannabis has profoundly uh, impacted their life mm-hmm. and their medical treatments. As far as anxiety goes, I've heard people um, with anxiety say things to the effect of, it just makes me bananas because um, some marijuana can make you paranoid. Um, and Sativa. Some- yeah, I, so I've heard. Um, hmm. You know, I've, it's certainly done that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's different. I mean, so all Absolutely. you know, all people are different in how they react to treatments like this. And as you pointed out, Bill, there's different types of marijuana. And in the black market, of course, you generally don't know what you're getting. But in the legal marketplace, in the medicinal marketplace, you absolutely know exactly what strain you're getting. And if you find one that works for you you know which one you can go back to time and time again, unlike the black market where it's just a crapshoot as far as what the you know black market dealer is, is going to have available. Yeah. Uh, Bill, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And uh, I guess you know even though he wasn't listening to, to uh, KBZZ, we are going to be back on in Reno is what I hear. Normally I don't like to spill the beans on a radio station that hasn't yet uh, technically signed the agreement with us, but it seems like the gears are in motion there. Yeah, you've been doing this long enough. You probably know which ones work and which ones don't. And some of them have. Uh, we've been on for years. Sometimes before they've signed an agreement, I've not really. No, there no. weren't those uh, stations. Uh, there were. There were. That happened once or twice in, well, in that's, the past. That's. Some. I guess that's some. But yeah, I mean. Some could sound like larger than what it is. Okay, I think it happened on two uh, yeah. separate occasions, um, and it was the same company, on same those major occasions. owner, yeah. um, that is uh, facing bankruptcy. But one, uh, one of them was <laughs> on, was on with us for so long without an agreement that they actually changed formats before we ever got the agreement. So we never got to count the FM station that we were on in Des Moines. Yeah, <laughs> the whole go. time, the whole time we were on there, big forty thousand watt FM. Did they never talk call station. in, or it must have been? A, um, we had some callers from okay. that station. Yeah, we just don't say the we don't say what station it is generally if we don't officially have an agreement that's with the them. one thing that you get out of uh that a station gets out of a contract. No, no, you would also uh, if you're a radio station who signs with Free Talk Live, you would also get support. Meaning, you know, meaning if you want to take if you're running a radio station, you don't want to sign an agreement. We're not going to send lawyers after you. 
<laughs> so you know by all means uh but we're also not going to spend time you know cutting what they call liners in the business which is where like when you come back in from a from a break you'll sometimes hear let's say you know rush limbaugh or some other host on the station they'll have them playing for like 10 seconds before our show segment starts or it'll be our voice saying hey welcome back to free talk live you know so stations sometimes want to have that kind of customization for their shows that they have on or they'll have they'll have us do liners for other shows so uh, where we'll promote our show in the middle of Rush Limbaugh, right? So if Rush Limbaugh is coming back from from his break, they've got maybe some music that plays, and then it's me saying, hey, listen to Free Talk Live tonight at whatever time this, the station has us on. So if they don't sign an agreement, I'm not going to spend my time on the station like that. Anyway, you can uh, call us up here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. We're live here on Sunday, the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. So we were talking about the this rat park uh, that you had mentioned, Johnny Ray, where they did a study years ago, and then they did another uh, variant on it more recently that showed that rats, when isolated in a Skinner box, uh, were very depressed. They were likely to self-medicate with heroin uh tinged water or heroin dosed water and uh, they had the choice between just a regular bottle of water and then the heroin water and they would choose the heroin water constantly and just getting high constantly in and- the skinner boxes in the article that i was reading by bruce alexander who i believe was uh was one of the researchers with rat park mm-hmm. who had also grown up uh working with the skin skinner boxes oh, okay. on the addiction tests he said that the Skinner boxes had a like a te- the rat was tethered had his foot tethered to a, a lever that would inject him with a syringe actually. Whoa! Instead, yeah, it was more involved than as I had first heard it. Just okay. just water. Wow. Uh, yeah, but they. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, but they would they they the loneliness was was too much so they had to do something to to escape and so again not very uh different from what many humans use drugs to do which is to escape their everyday to escape the grind and the toil of their life the frustrating circumstances that they uh, they find themselves in and then of course the war on drugs only makes that worse you've got somebody who's in a depressed state You've got somebody who is using drugs addictively. They're feeding some sort of hole inside themselves and uh, trying to fill that with the drugs and those experiences. It never ultimately does. So they're always seeking more. They're, they always got to get high again and, you know, running and chasing after that. Um, and then in that process, they encounter a police officer. And that police officer searches their car, searches their person, does a stop and frisk if they're in some of the big cities out there. Maybe the search was legal or illegal. It doesn't matter. They're going to ruin that person's life even worse because not only can they get drugs in prison anyway, so it's not like that's going to necessarily solve their drug addiction problem. Well, Uh, having been in prison, I can say that uh, I didn't see a lot of drugs that weren't marijuana passing mm -hmm. through. So to keep an addiction going would likely be pretty difficult. And even the marijuana was extraordinarily expensive. Ten times street price. That was back in the old days, Mark. You don't know how they're doing it today. Well, one would presume they've gotten... they got drones now. their, Their security has gotten better, so... 
I would say that you probably aren't seeing. I've still seen stories about guards getting busted sure. here and there, sure, sure, you know, for smuggling. I, 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 and I believe that there's probably just yeah. as many drugs as there were 20 years ago. I'm just saying that, you know, they they do increase security over time, and likely that's gotten better. That doesn't mean that there's fewer drugs. There's Mark, prob- did you get uh, Captain America comic books baked into a cake for you? I did not. Um, there was very little, yeah, very little comic stuff. Uh, no in, cakes in either. Huh? Yeah. Uh, they they serve cake in now the and prison. Then. Yeah, yeah. They, but they made it. In Nobody the, could bring you a nail kitchen. file through. No, that's not yeah. happening. Eight fifty five four fifty free. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Hour two's coming up. It's free talk live. Do you want to help build a better financial system for everyone? Join Dash. Dash is digital cash, a digital money platform designed to replace cash and help people manage their own wealth. It's fast and easy. Fees are low and transactions are confirmed instantly. Dash is decentralized, run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and make governance decisions. Help people take control over their financial future today. Find out more at Dash.org. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom, 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Coming up, we got the latest chapter uh, as we've been going through chapter by chapter of the book Economics in One Lesson. It's about more price controls. And, uh, of course, we'll take your calls and thoughts. Let's go to the phones, to the phone, to Skype, actually, where David is on the line in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny, Ray, and Mark. Yeah, you're hitting all my memories today. I, I was uh, I lived in Switzerland. My cousin of mine, Ernest Orlando Lawrence, Lawrence Livermore Labs, was uh, uh, instrumental in creating the atomic bomb. He was at Los Alamos and Oak Ridge. And... Uh, and I had a 10-minute conversation with Willie Nelson one time. That was pretty cool. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a pr- cool dude. I, I actually, uh, be, because because I knew he would enjoy the story, I crashed his VIP receiving line after a concert one time. I climbed the fence and dodged the security guard to get in and, and went went through his VIP line. And, and then I told him all about it because I knew he would think it was cool. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> good story. Um, what I call, yeah, yeah, fun memories. What I what I called about was um, uh, it, uh, t- just to give people an example of uh, what happens in this country. Uh, tomorrow is my my son. Uh, he's got my name, David, as well. My son David's thirteenth birthday, hmm. and the last birthday that I shared with him was when he was three. Oh, geez. And this that's a tough. Decade. This was yeah, and uh, and that goes for his sister as well, Paisley. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, uh, but uh, and that's all that 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 has all happened. We're talking, you know, the law. The I like to say that the law is it, every case is almost the same. It comes down to a wrongful taking, whether it's your money, your life, your freedom, your house, what you know, or your children. Mm. Um, and in this case, this all stems from uh, once you know there was a there was a there is a court proceeding that's still ongoing for 10 years this has been going and they haven't resolved any more than what they did in the first uh, you know the, the initial 6 months or whatever when they should have resolved everything we are no, no farther along zero wow. no no progress even though we've been continuously in court for 10 years and and once again like i said they 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 the initial separation 
was over insinuations, not allegations, insinuations. And when I petitioned the court to put me on trial, you know, bring these witnesses in, put me on trial, go ahead, do whatever you want. They, they, they wouldn't do it. So, you know, in the decision words, I'm had already been that, made, right? They made the decision to take the kids and that was yeah, they made the illegal decision to separate me from my children and they never have reu- reunited me with my children, even though, like I said, they did, they did it illegally without due process, without um, uh, admissible evidence. That's what and they do when best. I, yeah. And when I saw them doing that illegal process, I called them on the carpet in the form of both in the courtroom, I told the judge and through filing, I was my own attorney at that point. And through filing motions saying, put me on trial. And the, the, the judge, you know, you would think a judge would love that opportunity when somebody that they're, they're, they're insinuating against wants to be tried. And then they completely ignore you because they know they, they're, what they've done is illegal. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's how things work in this uh, wonderful state of New Mexico and unfortunately. Fortunately, New Mexico is not the only state that does things like this. Oh, yeah. But, There's uh, uh, fathers' has- rights movements all across uh, the United States, and I'm sorry to hear about this sad uh, decade anniversary there. Thank you for the call, David. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Stories like that that you know made me want to get a vasectomy at age 22 or 23. It's... Um- I mean, it's it's sad what happens to uh, in many cases fathers. I'm certain uh, mothers feel the same way. Um, and there's two sides to every story, obviously, or three sides, right? Mm-hmm. The their side, the other side, and the truth. <laughs> right, and the kids yeah. get their side, and yeah. all that. It's 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 it, ugly. It ain't. It isn't pretty. Uh, so toll free really seems wrong to ask for money um, uh, from a guy and then not allow him to see his kids i tend to agree with that now yeah i mean i'm not saying every circumstance um i suppose that there's uh you know there, there's probably some percentage of the population that should have to pay for their children and shouldn't get to see them hmm. but i would think that that percentage should be remarkably small and i hear the complaint far too often and it should have some sort of as he was pointing out due process you know, if somebody wants to have a full-on trial, if they're going to take their kids away or take their ability to see their kids away, it doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing to ask to be able to, well, let's see what the evidence is. Let's let's actually hear this out in, in a court under oath rather than in, what is it, the, where they go back to the judge, uh, not in, I guess in camera is one way to do it. Chambers? No. The, well, yeah, in chambers, but there's also another. Approach the bench. No, there's another there's another term where you go to a judge without the other party's um, awareness or ability to uh, to be there, and I'm, I'm it's one of those legal uh, legalese terms that I'm sure people are shouting right now at their radio, and oh yeah, <laughs> I just I'm spacing on it. Let's go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, you know I just want to mention that I gave like thirty. Um uh, uh, red light camera speeches at the city council meeting. Uh, you have? Yes, I have. Uh, about before we had the vote, so about up to up to five years. So if we go and pull up the uh, the Albuquerque City Council videos, because I'm presuming Albuquerque has online archived videos of their council meetings. I mean, if if Little Keen, New Hampshire has it, I'm guessing a bigger city like Albuquerque should. Uh, so what you're saying is we can actually pull up your speeches that you gave to the city council? 
Well, I mean, before five years. I mean, I was at it. Oh, so it's um, been a while. Ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, when 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 Mayor Chavez, the he was the the red light camera mayor. He was going to keep it no matter what. Um, I was at it at that time. So we had 20 red light cameras in Albuquerque city limits at one time, like 12 years ago. But but he was going to keep it no matter what. And uh, I think the... It, are you with me? Right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think um, it was a tipping point for him. Um, all the... That's why he got voted out, and we winded up with uh, Mayor Barry. Because uh, what Mayor Barry promised was that I'm going to uh, do a thorough study on the red light cameras. Um, and that was the promise. But when he got in, he stuck it to the voters. And the so voters said, get rid of this crap. But you know what? The thing is, it was a false campaign promise because he never said, I'm going to take them out. That's I'm what not politicians gonna, do. Gonna... They lie to people. You understand that, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. So you can't believe right, right. that anything well, I, politicians say. In this case, he did you know, a good thing, which was to at least let people decide on this issue of red light cameras. I realize that you believe that these things are just you know, the most wonderful invention ever, but you know, the reality is they actually end up hurting people. And that's the reason why, not, not just you know, the fact that it increases accidents at the, the red lights, but it also uh, hurts people in the wallet because it hurts them you know, by finding them for not actually putting anyone in necessarily in any danger. If you turn right on a red, you're not generally going to put anyone in danger for doing that. Now, I understand blowing through an intersection during a red light is a pretty dangerous thing to do. That That's going to likely get you a T-boning. Uh, but if you're just turning right on A lot right of people are red, getting these $50 tickets, and to them, the $50 is worth less than they're spending the day going to court and that sort of thing. Hey, Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's ex parte communication, Mark. That's what I was trying to think of the, the term where you you go to a judge it frequently happens in custody cases where one party will go to the judge and say you know judge the other party they're abusive and they're doing these terrible things and i need an ex parte order right now because it's very important you know this is happening now it's urgent i need this now and the judge will frequently go ahead and write that order. Now, that's usually contingent upon a full hearing, but they'll go ahead and issue an ex parte order, having heard zero from the other party in the case. So that's what I was thinking about. Got it. Uh, so they then they hold a full hearing later to hear from the other party, and then they re-look at the issue at that point. Uh, but, but at that point, you know, the kids are gone. They've been, they've been taken, and that can be very frustrating. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom, 855-450-3733. Coming up, price fixing in economics in one lesson. We'll dig into that, and this is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We invite you to join us right here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and the Skype username is lrn.fm. Coming up, economics in one lesson. Uh, We've been going through chapter by chapter in this uh, epic book by Henry Hazlitt from back in the 1940s, uh, but with, you know, timeless economic concepts that are just as important now as they've ever been. We're going to share more on price fixing coming up here in moments with you tonight. It's Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. And we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts here. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything 
uh, that's on your mind. And I know, Mark, you wanted to talk about vaccinations. I've also got Venezuela news about what it's like to be elderly in Venezuela. And I think that's going to tie in to our price-fixing conversation pretty good. So that's all on the way here. But let's go to the phones first. Matthew is in Brooklyn watching us on YouTube at cam.freetalklive.com. Go ahead, Matthew. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Welcome, sir. You're on the air. Hey, so, you know, uh, I have some questions for you guys, uh, okay. but I, I'd like to give you a little context so that you're not in the dark. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. So I'm a Brooklyn guy. Okay, I came from Brooklyn, and uh, my whole life I grew up Catholic, and I met a, I met a girl, and, um, you know, a, long story short, I converted to Islam recently. And ah, now, assalamu alaikum. Yeah, assalamu alaikum. And... You know, there's there's a lot of things in Islam that people people don't really understand, hmm. um, and you know, so I I was wondering, and since you guys were talking about liberty, I was wondering, um, you know, what's your thoughts on? Because I had just recently gotten through the Quran, I read the whole thing from front to back, and I was surprised to find that Muhammad's wife, he, uh, you know. He, he married a nine-year-old girl, and he had sex with her when she was nine years old. Now, I didn't know this when I converted to Islam, but after I read that, I got sick to my stomach, and I just don't know what I should do anymore. I think I might actually go back to Catholicism. Yeah, I don't know if I buy it that you're uh, that you're actually a Muslim, but uh, let's just go ahead and take that at its, uh, at its face value. So it's my understanding that a, um, we're not entirely sure that this occurred, like that he was that the the young lady was taken as a wife, but that doesn't mean that necessarily sex occurred. But if we pr- were to presume that it did occur, um, then you could sort of look at historically. Um, Sex with children wasn't particularly that unusual. I mean, it certainly happened uh, in Rome, um, and Greece is known for uh, sort of you know, man-boy relationships, and as a uh, including um, uh, Alexander the Great, um, and I believe. Oh, I probably shouldn't say for sure. Uh, I think it's Plato, but I'm not entirely sure. Aristotle, maybe. I don't know. So, um, you know, there you go. I mean, let's, that's a way to look at it. It's certainly distasteful by our standards. Um, let's, let's look at also some other points, and that is that historians don't necessarily agree on how old uh, this young lady that's true too. actually yeah. was. And don't forget, how old was uh, Mary when she got knocked up with? Uh, Jesus. I, I've heard young? numbers as low as 13. Yeah, she, uh, that means God had sex with a 13-year-old. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, that, that's something that deserves some look, and I'm sure I can pull up some uh, details on that. Why, could you help me with that? Because I'm confused. You know, I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know. what. That's why I called in. Yeah, I understand why uh, you called in. And I, I don't know if I believe that you converted to Islam, because when I gave you the traditional uh, call-out, you answered it in a, like, hey, yeah. an untraditional uh, way. Well, I just recently converted, so, you I know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a guru. I don't know everything. Yeah, me neither. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not actually uh, a member of the—I'm uh, you know, not, I'm so not I, a Muslim I, personally, I, I but I— you, Before I go, I just yeah. want to ask you one more question, you know— because uh, you guys seem like smart guys, you know. I've been watching your show for a couple weeks now, and I'm a first-time caller. So, um, you know, in Islam, you know, we uh, we don't really like um, the Jewish people. And I was I going to ask you a question. Um, I was wondering. I've never met a Muslim that said they didn't like Jewish people. But go ahead. Yeah, this is why I don't believe. Oh, you. I think I think yeah. you're full of it. I think okay, this well, is absolutely well, crank the call. But go ahead. I was just well, I was just wondering. 
why is it that that the Jewish people um, are so just greedy and yeah, so you're obviously a uh, you know just a crank call. Thank you for the call tonight. <laughs> uh, the toll free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I mean, look, I'm not a Muslim, but I've done some level of study. This guy claims he's read the entire Quran. I highly doubt that that's true. If I were more familiar with the book, I'm sure I could have asked him some questions about it. I've read it myself, but only once, and that was six years ago. Um, I did read it cover to cover while I was in jail for uh, civil disobedience, where there was another Muslim who was in the jail block with me, and we did some studying together of uh, of the book and you know about Muhammad and so on and so forth. Um, and you know, so I know something, right? But and I know enough to say that when you greet someone who is of that religion, you say "Assalamu alaikum," and the traditional response is "Waalaikum salam." Yeah. Not to say assalamu alaikum back. Um, so that was my first indicator that this guy wasn't for real, and uh, turns out that was right. Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Let's see, though, what we can get as far as a more scholarly response to the question about the wife or one of the wives of uh, Muhammad, because that is something that's that's come up before, and it is something that a lot of people concern themselves with uh, about uh, Muhammad. But I think, Mark, your answer was was fine enough. But let's see what the, the scholars have to say. We'll get into that coming up here in moments. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. And if we have to, we'll see if we can uh, dig up a real Muslim to answer some of this stuff, because Will Coley is normally... You know, willing and able to uh, to talk about this stuff. With us. If people, you know, I mean, people want to call in about it. That's one thing. But um, the thing is, is that you know, like, I don't want to get mired in answering uh, religious questions or anything like that. I mean, the internet will give you an answer um, on this question, and th- there is one belief that uh, Muhammad's wife was uh, young and that, and that he uh, had sex with her, but we don't know for sure. Um, also, uh, I mean, people speculate, I'm looking here right now, that Mary was between, uh, was around 12 or 13. That makes her darn young. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but that of all the indictments of all the things that you can say about religions, who cares about this particular issue? You're talking about, uh, I mean, these millions of people have died for these silly Abrahamic religions, and you care about what Muhammad did 1,500 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's your argument? Okay. Um, I, I guess, I, you know, these are... These are ancient people's interpretation of God. Okay, fine. They've got an interpretation. Big deal. According to Muslim.org and a exhaustive article about this particular subject, uh, I'm not going to speak out of turn here. I'll, I'll get into that coming up here in moments, but let's just say that there's a lot of conflicting evidence on this. Let's go to uh, Joe. Well, he's I would in, try to uh, obfuscate that, too, if it was true. He's uh, in Iowa. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, yes. Uh, um, I'm actually, my family is from Al-Kharid. Okay. Uh, my family is from Al-Kharid, and, and recently I was actually in Edgeville. Um it's a small town, and uh, I've, I've kind of like I've come across a lot of what that previous caller has been, you know, kind of, kind of saying. 
You've come across a lot of like anger and hatred. Hang on, Joe. We'll we'll let you make your point here in a moment. Uh, More coming up here. 855 450 free. It's Free Talk Live. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie. But branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind, and you can also call in uh, toll free at eight fifty five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Skype username is lrn.fm. In studio tonight, you've got Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Still to come, economics in one lesson is on the way here tonight. Phones are kind of blowing up. Uh, a lot of people. Obviously, are concerned about uh, Islam. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of hatred. A lot of it is based on misinformation. A lot of it is based on just out-and-out lies and uh, bigotry. And we can continue that discussion as well. Our toll-free number, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Also, do you want to help build a better financial system for everyone? Join Dash. Dash is digital cash, a digital money platform designed to replace cash and help people manage their own wealth. It's fast, private, and easy. Fees are low, and transactions are fast. And they can even be confirmed instantly. You can pay anyone anywhere in the world anytime for just pennies on the dollar. Dash is decentralized, run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and make governance decisions. Anyone can invest in Dash and earn rewards for helping run the Dash network. Join Dash and help create a better financial system for everyone. Take back control over your financial future today. Find out more at Dash.org. There's a lot of momentum behind Dash right now. Go to Dash.org and find out why. Uh, So before we go back to the calls here, I do want to mention from Muslim.org, there's a lot of evidence based on dates and various different reports about Muslim or about Muhammad and his one of his wives, uh, the very young Aisha or Aisha, perhaps, uh, that some say that she was at least 14 years old at the time. And then toward the end is older than Mary. So then at at the art at the end of the article, and again, there's all kinds of citations in here that I'm not going to go into. I'm just jumping down to the end here. Uh, They also suggest that she may have been as old as 19 at the time. And the article's author concludes, based on the evidence uh, that is cited, that she was 19 when she joined the Holy Prophet as his wife in the year 2 A.H., the nikah or betrothal having taken place five years previously. So there's a lot of detail in the story. I'll link to it on our Facebook and Twitter, and you can get into that. But then they go on to talk about, as you, as we pointed out, that the Bible also has some very young, uh, young females being wed and betrothed to very uh, old men. Uh, let's see, David, apparently, King David, Quote, when he was uh, old and well advanced in years, he could not keep warm even when they put the covers over him. So his servant said to him, let us look for a young virgin to attend the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him so that our lord the king may keep warm. 
Uh, they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful girl and then found one and brought him, uh, brought her to How him. hard could it be? I mean, you'd think right there in the, uh, the old uh, palatial city there'd be one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a story which obviously has to do with uh, you know, a sexual encounter. And then Mary and Joseph, who Mary was apparently 12 years old when the temple elders decided to find a husband for her. I just came back from Romeo and Juliet, where the main character, Juliet, is 14, and there's statements in the play that many girls younger than her were being married off. So she was considered an, an older uh, girl for being married off right, at mean, that time. Wh- that was in the for- what 1400s, uh, was it, Johnny Ray? I, think, I don't know. In Italy? Yeah, it was, in, it was when Italy was at its yeah. peak. Um, you know, I mean, what we have today, and I'm not saying that uh, I tend to think Waiting to have sex um, until you're uh, 17, 18, 19, 20 is probably a better idea as far as uh, your your, your mental health and uh, physical health go. But at the same time, um, you know, I mean, people have to be able to make decisions. There's we have this in, you know, we, we send people to jail today for having sex with what is factually a biological adult. You're talking about like statutory rape laws. Statutory where rape laws. Males at age 20 will go to prison for having sex with a 16 year old in in some states. Right. In some states, uh, I mean, you know, we we claim that uh, young people at the ages of you know 15 or 14 can't make these decisions, but they have historically made those decisions yeah. quite often. I just wanted to throw out that information there uh, since somebody brought it up. Let's go back to Joe. He's in Iowa. Uh, watching us on YouTube. Right. Go ahead, Joe. What's, uh, right. what's on your mind? Today? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Aisha, by the way, uh, is, is the name. Aisha. I, I will. I will forgive you for for playing that bacon ad right after I uh, I called in. <laughs> oh, I don't even. Um, I don't yeah. even know what that was. Uh, yeah, I, I heard it. No, is it understandable for for sure? Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, my my family is is from Al Karid, um, and and we moved to a small town. Uh, by the name of Edgeville, um, and uh, I remember uh, as as a young boy, I was practicing archery down in the uh, the basement area there, and uh, someone actually PK'd me. What's while that I was mean? Down there, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, basically, it means he killed me and he took all my gold. Um, so, and all was party, party kill. Is a PK right. a party so, kill? Like a live action role me. playing game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He player killed me and. Uh, it just uh, he, he took uh, forty thousand gold, which is not a whole lot, but it. Uh, let, let me. So you were playing a video let, let game. Say, you were playing a video right, game. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. Right, and and he was uh, he's saying a lot of bad things about uh, Islam and and how my my culture is very bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but previous to that, about a month ago, he, I got uh, five million GP stolen from me in this video game. In uh, in I feel like this is a lot of oppression for me personally <laughs> because most of the messages I get after that are very they're they're definitely not very nice. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, as you somebody know, who's played online uh, video games, and thank you for the call, Joe. It was funny. Uh, somebody somebody who's played online video. See, that was a good good troll call. That was that was entertaining. Um, some of these online games, you know, you're dealing with some very rude people because they're anonymous, right? This right. is the uh, anonymity of they're the also internet. They're 15 year old boys. A lot of them are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's come true. On, of course, or they're, they're or they're 30 and they never really grew up. They're still in their mom's basement, which was what he was alluding to there. But yeah, when people have the anonymity factor on their side, they tend to say things that they wouldn't normally say in public. 
face to face. Well, you can find out what, to some extent, what people are really thinking. Um, to some extent, not, and it's a lot of times ugly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I the. To def- I don't want to defend Islam. I simply want to defend the truth. So I don't precisely um, – I think that there's all kinds of great critiques. There's a lot of lies about Islam. Though, against Islam and, frankly, Christianity and all these other religions. Sure. I, you know, the, These aren't things that I want to defend. A critique is one thing, but an out-and-out lie is another thing. And a critique is an opinion, right? right? Like you've got an opinion about what these people believe. If what you're representing is the truth about what they believe and your honest opinion about it, that's valid. But if you're misrepresenting what they believe and then you have an opinion about that misrepresentation, that's you know invalid from the word go. Right. And I'd also say that there's a lot of stupid, dangerous people who are Muslims and a lot of stupid, dangerous people who are Christians. Absolutely. And a lot of stupid, pe- dangerous people who are none of those things. Sure. So, um, you know, I mean, if these I I just of the things there are to fight about in the world, religion just seems like a crappy one. But it's it's often the go to. No doubt about it. Let's continue with your calls and thoughts. Sharon is on the line in Springfield, Missouri, listening to KWTO. Hey, Sharon. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Um, Yeah. Yes. Um, The reason for my call, um, I've been having a lot of problems. It's been going on for years. I started out where I told my daughter I might do missionary work. I didn't know yet for sure, and this was back in the early 90s. She said, you what? She said, you're not going to. She went to her pastor and told him, and um, and then later on I was homeless, and she said she found a place for me to stay. It was a shelter for women. I don't know what kind of a place it was, but anyway, I stayed there. I was attacked demonically. I was molested. Hold on. By you were attacked guy. demonically? Demonically, spiritually, sure, uh, that place was demonic. A, de- a, demoni- was- a demonic place for women. Uh, I want to hear more about this. Hang on, Sharon, in okay. moments here. Okay. Uh, the toll-free number, because the demon believers always have the craziest uh, stuff to say here, so this ought to be interesting. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. I'm not crazy, it's the demons. They're the ones doing all this. <laughs> it's Free Talk yeah. Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free here. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom, 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and the Skype username is lrn.fm. Tonight in studio, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right, so we're going to continue here with your calls and thoughts. Certainly welcome about whatever's on your mind. Also, Mark, can you give our listeners an update on the orphanage that uh, is being built right now in Jinja, Uganda, that you've been helping and our listeners have been helping raise money for. Yeah, it, we're, we're coming along nicely. Um, there's a lot of, I've got some great updates. We're coming along nicely. The walls are sort of to a first story height at this point. It is going to be a two story building. It's just, um, they, 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 they got the bricks, right? They made the bricks. They're all clay bricks and baked and that sort of thing. So the bricks were free. The mortar certainly costs money, as does the uh, the rebar, but uh, they found it, as far as space-wise, it just made a lot more sense to go two stories. Um, 
And there's 40 orphans that are currently sleeping in a room probably about the size of this studio, basically head to toe um, in the dark with no power currently. Hmm. So they need a bit more space so that these kids can have, I don't know, beds. Right? Can you imagine these kids having beds and then being able to go to school in the morning because they weren't, you know, somebody wasn't constantly. What, what if you get in the back of the room? You got to go pee. Yeah, I can't you imagine. Step over all these kids. In the yeah. Pro- I mean, I've, I've been in a uh, prison cell with designed for two with four, and that was pretty tight conditions. Yeah. You're talking about 10 times worse than that. Right. Um, and this, so the at this point, the walls are up to the first story level. We're still putting, going to the second story level, um, putting the walls in. We still need to get uh, money for concrete, mortar, and uh, rebar. And then we're going to have to go to uh, roofing and, and that sort of thing. Obviously, there's be plumbing and electric uh, after that. We're doing quite well. And I'm delighted to announce that not only when you donate over at hope.freetalklive.com through the myriad of of options that are available there, will your uh, donation be matched by Virgil Vaduva of Cell 411, but it'll also be matched by Anthony DiOrio of uh, Decentral.ca and the creators of Jax, the Jax wallet. So get this. You donate 10 bucks, it becomes 30. Um, thanks for the people who have uh, donated. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's it's really great. So we're, essentially, I only have to raise a third of the money now uh, and we're going to have this orphanage built and I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be, it's going to be awesome um, and my goal is that these people are going to have a place to sleep and then they can build a life for themselves. You got to have a starting point and that's all I'm hoping for. I'm not looking to, you know, support everybody for a, a, a ad infinitum here. Uh, they want to put together a garden, get some hens and right. some rabbits, and then they'll be in good shape. Um, and those don't cost much. So go to hope.freetalklive.com to help out with that. Let's go back to Sharon. She had just begun telling us, uh, you're calling from Springfield, listening to KWTO. Sharon, you told us that you'd gone to a women's uh, shelter of some sort but there was yeah, uh, yeah. You, you believe there were demons present, and you had just begun telling us that. Go ahead. No, I said I was attacked demonically. Okay. The guy is into witchcraft there. Which guy? And he took and molested me. Oh, dear. And if it hadn't been for the Lord waking me up in the middle of the night, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have even have known it. And he has done a lot of other women like that there, too. Jeez. But because I told him that on him, he's doing everything he can to try and have me put in an asylum. My goodness. Now, he, you're saying there's a he, there's a man who's running the women's shelter and that he's allegedly... Is, I don't know if he owns it or, or what, but it's, it, it's in Lafayette, Indiana. The name of it is Trinity Missions. It's on Casoo Street. His name Allegedly. Is he would, we don't he know would if any of those things out. are true, so we don't need to give out any uh, any names. So, I mean, oh, if that's well, what happened, did you go to the police? Um, I let him know uh, when I was here. I, I, I lived there. And uh, I, I let him know what's going on. He came here at my church, was trying to cause me trouble. I told my pastor ahead of time what was going on and what I was going through. And after I told my pastor and everything, I think it was about two weeks after that, he came at my church trying to cause trouble. I tried to fill out papers, uh, it's called a parte, uh, for restraining order against him. An and ex-parte. Because, you know, I didn't know his last name, and I couldn't get that when I was staying there at the time. Um, the judge threw it out. Well, where I'm at <laughs> right now, 
Yeah, listen, I'm, as God is my witness, I'm telling you the truth, mister. This is no picnic what I, I've been through. I'm not hell. saying that I, I'm not, I don't mean to laugh at your circumstance. I was laughing at the fact that you, you, know, you have this man who is ostensibly molesting you, but the government can't do anything because they don't have his last name. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the end of that no, case. I, I, a restraining order against him. Would it have been um, that hard to discover the name of the man who runs the, uh, the women's uh, shelter? No, they would They would not give it out. His sister, Heather, wouldn't give it out. They've told some things. Well, he's trying to judge me on my stands. And Is it I common for say, men to run women's shelters? Yeah, it seems, it really seems unusual to me. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, How long ago was, was this? Oh my gosh, you're talking about '96 or '97. This was years ago. Now, do you believe he's that still, he's still there? Uh, yeah. Do you do you believe that? Well, okay. If he's still there, again, it wouldn't be hard. I wouldn't think to discern this man's name. I mean, if he hasn't gone on the run and isn't you know hiding, uh, it would just seem to be a matter of asking around. You know. No, he works there at the place, and and. Uh, I can't find out what his last name is. Yeah, I don't think you're trying very hard, there. honestly. Yes, I, I did. They would not, his assistants would not give out his last name. She said they're not allowed to because there's other women trying to find out. You can just follow him home if you want and then, you know, find his address and do a reverse address well, lookup. I mean, there's I all kinds of ways. I, you can hire a private uh, investigator. There's all kinds of ways to find out information about people. But, you know, at this point, what, what good's it going to do? You've got 20 years now since those things allegedly happened to you. He's probably beyond the statute of, uh, of limitations, and well, he, you have no evidence. Been, well, he's been, he's been here. He was at my church cause, trying to cause trouble. What, 20 years ago? With him. No, I mean now, just recently. So just he's still got year. it in for you? You think he's still like... Yes. Wow. Yes, he's trying to have me put away. Now, do you believe... Do I'm you, telling you the truth. Okay. Well, what does he claim that you need to be put away for? Um, he said that I Demons. have a mental problem, and it's a lie, sir. They've got. How do you know you don't have the demons? I mean, people that have mental problems generally don't know they have mental problems, right? <laughs> Listen, I don't have none. He's called me. He accused me of having a mental a problem. I'll take this your. This happened. Listen. I'll take your word for it. They have okay. been Medicare insurance. They have a guy that somebody took and signed me signed me up illegally, saying that I couldn't make decisions for myself, which is a lie. Yeah, that's and, a frustrating and, thing. These are there's laws in every state. Thanks for the call tonight, Sharon. Good luck with your uh, your case. But it, it is frustrating the involuntary commitment statutes. I mean, I understand why they exist, and there's definitely a strong argument that something like that should exist because at at a certain point, human beings cannot take care of themselves if they've gone too crazy. Like, you know, there are crazy people who can take care of themselves, and then there are crazy people like who, all of us. <laughs> who are a danger to other human beings and a danger to themselves. And so that's why the involuntary commitment statutes exist. But there's no doubt that these things are abused all the time by, you know, whether it be family members or loved ones who are close to somebody that uh, you know, decide they don't like that person and want to cause difficulty for them. They can certainly use those statutes to do that. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a very difficult conundrum that people don't spend much time thinking about. But exactly when can one not consent? 
to any variety of activities. Uh, I mean, I would say most of the world probably is bad money are bunny, bad money managers, right? But does that mean mm-hmm. that they can't manage their own money? Are we going to take that away from them? That's what the government did when it created Social Security. Right. It basically said you can't handle uh, you can't handle saving for your old age, and you know the evidence is that a good percentage of the population cannot handle that. But of course, the government we- can't handle it either. They spend the money; they don't actually save it. Right. So they just tax. Oh yeah, the money comes from current taxes of Social Security payers. Right. So we are going to take care of you, which means that they're going to take the money, put it in the general fund, spend, spend it whenever it. they want, and then uh, when you know, presuming they're still around, and every government uh, that has ever, every government that has ever his, existed historically has at some point or another failed. Right? I mean, except for the ones that are currently here, but there aren't that many. Uh, I think the U.S. has the oldest governing document in the world, uh, making it the oldest government, which is only two hundred and thirty years. So to for a government to claim we're going to be here and we're going to take care of you into your old age, well, there's hopefully not a lot they of die of old age soon. Yeah. The U.S. government, as a concept, hopefully the state dies a decrepit, uh, painful death. Uh, the toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I don't wish pain on the individuals, but just the idea of the state. I hope it goes away sometime in our lifetime. Our- The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keen. That's move.freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of this live Sunday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want economics in one lesson if we get a chance but the phones are blowing up uh there's uh maybe room for you if you get on the lines right now at 855 450 free 855-450-3733 skype username is lrn.fm with you tonight it's ian johnny ray and mark let's go back to the phones back to the fun we'll start out with michael listening in boston online go ahead michael Hi, how you doing? Hey, hey I have a question. Only for the uh, the man who hasn't spoken. He's wearing a uh, blue shirt. He's got a beard. Well, he's spoken, but it's Johnny Ray. Not he's as much. He's a very quiet, uh, thoughtful man, and uh, when he speaks, it's always worth listening to. I'm scared. Now. Hey, Johnny Ray. Hey, uh, I was wondering, are you reading the comment section in in, in the YouTube? No, I, I am. <laughs> oh God, not. I can only imagine. Uh, what? Why? What are they saying? Well, they're calling him a dirty kike. <laughs> that's not a very nice that's not a very nice thing to say i know it's not nice at all yeah in fact uh our board uh, operator just dropped that true. one so you uh yep. you probably apparently that racial slur isn't allowed on the air so we're gonna have to let you is go is it true mr yeah i'm gonna get rid of if you if yeah. he, it's still building and if he decides to do it again, well it was he only dropped half the the dump so okay 
usually get two. Uh, you can drop twice, basically. But uh, anyway. But should I tell them whether or not I'm Jewish? Should I tell the YouTubers? The I YouTube- kind of think it's irrelevant. Well, and I can tell you, you're you not think dirty. It's true, do you? you seem to be very clean to me. I mean, you're a janitor by trade. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I am dirty. Are but, you? But am I the K word? Maybe so, maybe not. You look clean to me, Johnny Ray. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Ray reveals his ethnicity. If so the far, listeners could smell me, they would know how dirty I am. So far, the uh, <laughs> the crank callers mind. tonight are one for is it one for two? They've, there's been one decent one and two not so. Not yeah, so I good. mean, we, if you're gonna do prank calls, and you know, prank calls are fine here on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Um, curse words we've got a dump button this is a professional radio program people we have the technology to dump what you say um, maybe so- they're just really excited that the dozens of internet listeners that we have live were able to hear what, uh, what they're saying I, I said a racial slur on the radio it's not funny so yeah. be funny be interesting be compelling or get dumped yeah so let's go back to the phones here dana is on the line in michigan listening to wtkg hello dana hi Okay, guys, I'm going to do this from an academic standpoint, because if you talk to a Muslim, this is about the Islam issue, um, because I actually studied in this, and this was my specialty in college. Okay, so I have found probably just as many sources um, to say that uh, Muhammad's last and favorite, it was his last favorite and youngest wife was nine years old. Yeah, well, I don't know if you were listening definitely. earlier, but there is a lot of evidence that that's not the case. But regardless, it, okay. it could be. Can it I could finish? be true. Yeah. Okay. So, so the sources I found, the ones that you guys were referring to, were um, if they were done by academics, I did find things that said she was a teenager, but they were from Muslim sources, and so I discounted those immediately because if you can't show a picture of Muhammad without death um, and torture and then death, then you're surely not going to say anything against him. And because in today's society, saying that uh, taking a child bride is kind of sick, um, it's not acceptable in today's society, although things were done differently back That's then. what they do out um, in the, I mean, you're right, overall it's not acceptable, but it's certainly still practiced in the fundamentalist right, church of Jesus Christ. Of, hold on, no, it's certainly still practiced in the fundamentalist Christ, uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints church. So, I mean, that, that right, happens. I understand that, but we're not talking about that. What I'm saying is the Muslim sources are going to do things to only glorify uh, their prophet. Okay, so the other half that I found that she was six years old, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she was nine. So I think that's where that nine keeps popping up, because mm-hmm. I found uh, good, solid sources that say she was sick. But it said the betrothal um, lasted uh, for five years. So if it was five years, then do her betrothed when they were when she was six? It depends then, where you look. Right, it depends. Right. That's the the difficulty here. And to, I understand right. why you would be taking outside sources, Dana. But do you take outside sources when you discuss Christianity? You take only outside sources. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. I don't just do Christian sources because I'm more interested in not only the truth. But uh, the truth, it means historical accuracy. Now, nobody can actually say for sure, but when you've got, and I don't trust all historians either, because politics has, has infested every single walk of life. 
you can't, you know, you can hardly get the truth out of anything. So I'm telling you, this is years and years of research. Okay, that being said, let me share some other things with you. One of you guys, and I think it was Mark, and I hope not, because I'll be gravely disappointed. Not that I would be not disappointed in the other two, but um, um, but you said that God, you said two things that really pissed me off. God had sex with Mary, and also it was said she was knocked up. Mary was not knocked up. Jesus huh? Christ was conceived through the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit is that what they're calling right? it now? But the Holy Spirit's God, right? Even, even, can I finish? Even Muslims accept the virgin birth. That means that she was a virgin when she had not only conceived Christ, but Muslims, just like Christians, believe that when he was born, she was still a virgin. And that was conceived through the Holy Spirit. And if you guys believe in okay God, even God if you it. don't, if, if the belief I believe is in God. That, that God is all-knowing, all-knowing and all-powerful, God can do anything. And it was, it was uh, the Father that sent the Son, but it was the Holy Spirit that um, he, he was conceived. There was no sex going on. We didn't say there was sex going on. Well, okay, so I should have said that God impregnated Mary when she was uh, 11? Knocked up is slang that means impregnate. Through, well, knocked up is, in in this case, it's more than slang. It's actually blasphemy, even against the Oh, well, I don't don't mind that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, I'm all for blasphemy, especially blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, because (laughs) I want to prove as best I can that that book is just nonsense. I mean— Well, I'll tell you what I have found. I I, got to tell you guys, the best read that you'll ever have, and I've talked to some of these guys on, on national radio programs, is you get these scientists who were, and most scientists to this day are atheists. Uh, there are There is a group of agnostics, and you can probably count on 10 fingers and toes um, how many are Christians. But the best read you guys will have for proof against the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Birth, any of this, is read these scientists who were atheists who set out their sole purpose was to to disprove God's existence, and they ended up, some are on the road to become Christians, some became Christians, and some are saying, well, I'm still not a Christian, or maybe not on the fence of it yet, but there is no explanation for the, the um, intricacies of the human brain and our workings to justify that a higher power was not involved in okay. the creation. Dana, of you humanity. can't prove that God doesn't so, exist. That's right, impossible. Dana, well, well, I wouldn't even try, Dana. I'm I'm a believer in God. I just don't believe in the Bible, and those are two different things. I mean, well, the okay, just no, no, book. no. Actually, actually, let me propose this to you, Mark. If you believe in God, and and you believe that you know all that comes with God, that He's all knowing, all powerful, the Alpha, the Omega, always was and always will be. I'm not be. entirely and sure on that. Why okay. is it? Why is it so hard? And this is the question I ask, and I'm not doing this to trick you, like trying to be this religious, you know, holy roller and try to trick you and get you on my side. I'm doing air quotes because this isn't about sides. What's it's the question? About truth. So if you believe that, then how hard is it to believe? that the Holy Spirit could 
put Jesus inside the womb of Mary. Thank you for the I call didn't claim that, I didn't claim the Holy Spirit didn't do that. That's exactly what I, you said. That I said that the, the Holy Spirit is. impregnated said Mary knocked up. at 11. Knocked up is slang that means to impregnate. Right. So it doesn't necessarily, I mean, obviously. Any indictment against Muhammad should be made against the Holy Spirit if this is the case. Toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything you want. Live Sunday edition of the show. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Our Skype username is lrn.fm. Tonight with you, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Also, uh, you can, of course, bring up anything. I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. They are of the opinion that the current Bitcoin Core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with Satoshi's vision. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it's necessary to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash btc instead of r slash bitcoin and running bitcoin unlimited you're casting a vote against the current development team you can learn more at bitcoin.com that's bitcoin.com as we go back to the phones to the fun let's talk to david he's in france uh, watching us on youtube at cam.freetalklive.com hello david hello hello you're on the air Okay, so um, first of all, I want to react about three points you made a little bit early. Uh, but first, imagine my shock when you compare uh, Aisha, the wife of the prophet, to Romeo and Juliet, because Romeo and Juliet is just a play, it's not reality, and Islam is a religion. Then billions of people around the world following so Are you I saying that Romeo and Juliet wasn't based off of the prevailing norms at the time, that being that young uh, females were being married off and uh, having children at ages, you know, as young as 12, 13, 14 years old? Yes, but it's still a play by Shakespeare. It's not like the same thing that a religious book. It's not the same thing, basically. And Aisha well, we didn't say it was mine. the same was thing. We didn't compare it in a way that suggested it was the same <laughs> thing. We were comparing that, you know, they have a different, in different time frames in human history, people have different beliefs as far as what's acceptable regarding marriage and consummating marriages. Age of consent and those sorts of things. So, if it was, if I'm following your point, you basically saying if it was 1,000 years ago, normal to have sex with a five-year-old girl, you don't see anything wrong about that? We didn't say that there was you nothing think? wrong with it. We, that, we didn't say that but at all. You, I thought it was, um, first off, I don't know that that happened. Um, that sounds like an exaggeration. Uh, but, um, you know, I can't, I, I have conflicting facts here, right? Like, on one hand, people say, this happened. On the other hand, people say, this didn't happen. And then what I asked is, is this the most important, the most prescient, and the most crushing critique of Islam you can come up with? Is it? Yes, but the, you, you, can't the basically Mohammed, you, you can't compare basically Mohammed with a prophet and basically a human being. 
as God, because God in Christianity is some entities, is like a divine, you know, it's not the same thing. It's not comparable because it's like a human. Oh, now he's, he's saying that you can't compare what Muhammad did to God knocking up Mary. That's what you're saying. Are you saying it's acceptable to knock up an 11 year old to have your uh, savior? Mary I mean, was not. Marie was not 11. She was 15. If you look at oh, the Bible 15. and the loop. All I'm doing is yeah, reading the internet, 15. man. Well, most of the sources I've seen said she was 12. But again, this is the same thing that the that the Muslims are right. running That's into. That's what you're doing right now. You're saying, no, no, she wasn't uh, uh, 11. She was 15. No, but if Which, she of course, 15, by the way, many no, people today, uh, David, I'm going to put you on hold for a moment here. Many of the Many people today, if you said... She was 15, would say, that's a horrible crime. She can't consent. I can also do math. That means that she had sex, um, that the the Holy Spirit impregnated her. At 14. At 14, okay. So... Yeah, many people would say that that would make the Holy Spirit a pedophile, which, of course, is an inaccurate term, but that's what they would say. They would uh, threaten to string him up. Well, Uh, if Mary's a virgin, then the Holy Spirit didn't have sex with her. No one said that the Holy okay. Spirit did. Fine. There wasn't a uh, galactic god penis, but um, she became pregnant. So I should use the term impregnation. Right. And, yeah. and that happens every other time. And there's nothing unwholesome about that because there's no uh, you know, fleshy members involved. <laughs> right. It's, it's okay as long as there's not a fleshy member. David, go ahead. My second point was when uh, basically Mark said a little bit early that because it was a long time ago, it was not really important and basically uh, nothing matters because it was a long time ago. You said that, Mark. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's like it, it has become irrelevant to me. Okay, do you think it should be the same thing for all historical stuff like slavery, the Holocaust and all that stuff or just uh, religious stuff? Um, I think that it is that way. I'm not saying it should be that way. I think it, that it is that way. Um, um, the Mongols killed far more people than the Nazis did. But we can think Absolutely. Of, I agree on that. Right. So there you go. I mean, that's the reality is the Mongols were far more horrid. Um, Genghis Khan was far more horrid than Hitler was. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, Genghis Khan was actually out yeah, there but, raping and pillaging yeah, and like doing the actual raping and pillaging himself. Hitler too. was like, you know, shut up in some sort of uh, place where no one could get to him, right? Didn't he end up taking his own life at yeah. the, the Yeah, I, 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 I agree on, on what you're saying, Mark, but do you, do you see the Mongol blaming the, the Chinese or the Chinese blaming the Mongol? No, because actually nowadays on the current associates, it has example black people asking reparation for white people, or you have the Jewish people asking a uh, Preparation for uh, basically uh, Germany, and it's basically the two only uh, uh, genocide or crimes against humanity, or the way you want to call it. That only the two events in the world. Um, basically asking for reparation. We, we don't do that in Europe. We don't do that uh, in any other uh, event. The Armenian with the ch- uh, genocide, no one talk about that. You, you see what I mean? Well, the Armenians still to talk about the genocide. They want to make sure that uh, the Turks take it responsibility for it. But do it. they talk about reparations? Um, I, think that's I, what I, I think that, you know, I think reparations are an extraordinarily problematic conversation because everybody can look at their history and say, these people did this to me and that sort of thing. So um, it, it turns out I'm largely Western European as far as uh, you know ethnicity goes. Should I be able to go after the ruling classes, the people who are the, the 
descendants of ruling classes of Europe for some kind of uh, payment because my people weren't particularly rich or forced to work on farms as serfs or whatever it was that they were forced to do. It seems absolutely ridiculous. It's slavery. Serfdom is a form of slavery. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure that some of my ancestors came across as indentured servants, and indentured servants historically were treated pretty bad in the United States. What about that? Okay, so I've got uh, some uh, Ethiopian Jew uh, in my lineage. Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, that makes that makes me partially black. Do I have to pay? It's all very bizarre when you start talking about reparations. I think it's just too muddy. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally on that, and that's why basically I, I'm saying it's like no one should, uh, like you said, ask for reparation, and we should go forward and not backward. Do you agree with me on that? I'm with you on that one, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, David, for your call people tonight. Should, people should uh, face consequences for their actions, not yeah, who they directly, are, directly. what they do. But if those people who made those actions are dead now, then you know you can't make that right anymore. No, that's not their actions. Yep. You should have to pay for every slave you've enslaved, Johnny. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live continues. You can join us here on the radio. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, join us right here on the radio. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's me, Ian. Me, Johnny Ray. And me, Mark. And we've got Skype, so Skype on in here at username lrn.fm. And if you've got online shopping to take care of, you can get it taken care of fast by going to shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links you'll find there. There's Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK. You just click on the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of. And Free Talk Live will benefit. Uh, there was uh, the one rare occasion that I actually used Amazon directly uh, this this last week. Uh-huh. Normally I use saveitpurse.com because I've got Bitcoin and I would like to spend that and save like 20%. That's how I get almost everything through Amazon. But every now and then, maybe like once a year, there'll be some reason why I'll, I'll go through shop.freetalklive.com where you know I can't spend my Bitcoin. And the only reason I would do that is if I can't get a better deal. And it's very rare that that happens. But they had something called a lightning deal on Amazon recently, and I, I broke a pair of headphones uh, that I, I needed to replace, like the in-ear ones, not the big ones that you okay. see us on with the cameras here, uh, so that the, like the in-ear buds. That, so anyway, I snapped the connector off of one of those. I'm like, all right, I need to get another pair of headphones. Went and looked them up. I was getting ready to you know put the URL into saveitpurse.com so I could save 20%, and the lightning deal thing was like a limited time window it was like if you order now within the next hour you get it at 70% off or something like that. So there would have been no I tried to put that that 
on a wish list and it just doesn't work that way with the lightning deal so in that case i did go ahead and go through you know shop.freetalklive.com just went through the regular amazon uh buying experience and uh, so it was like the first time in, in quite a while that i i hadn't hadn't used saveitpurse.com so if you've got Bitcoin, you've got cryptocurrency, and you want to save big time on Amazon purchases, go to Save It Purse, saveatpurse.com, and do that through them. You'll save big time. There's, uh, I just did that actually with a, a weed whacker. The old weed whacker that I had here is uh, it's it's done done for. It's broken after you know more than a decade of. Uh, you use a gas service. one or uh, it's gas. Uh, yeah, it's a gas one. It's yeah. using. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, not anymore because it's broken. But uh, yeah. so I went online to go and look at uh, at options, and I found uh, an affordable. I'm gonna try. I'm going to try a battery operated one just because you know see how that works. Um, and it was cheap, cheap through Amazon, but even cheaper through SaveItPurse.com. I saved twenty percent on that so why why not why not do that save atpurse.com if you don't have cryptocurrency then just go to shop.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls and thoughts here on the live sunday edition of free talk live we go to shia on the line in pennsylvania watching on youtube at cam.freetalklive.com hello shia hello hey what's on your mind hey there's a little lag on my tv between you guys and youtube that's all right. Well, um, hello? Here you are. You're on the air. Am I on? You are on the radio. I uh, was just playing with my fidget spinner. I was zoning out there for a minute. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, watching. I was on hold for a while, so um, I think we got a little off topic. But uh, I was getting kind of triggered about uh, you guys uh, talking about def- defending pedophilia in any form. And Who then, was defending that? It sounded like you guys were defending uh, Muhammad. For uh, marrying and, and, and uh, marrying that wife of his, uh, no, I don't think you were listening very cl- uh, closely. What we I, were I saying was pretty close. No, I don't think you were because what we were saying was was that people disagree on the age at which uh, Muhammad's young wife was. Some people say she was as young as nine. Others say she was as young as 19. And there's you know, historical evidence to back up uh, a lot of those, those claims. And then what Mark had well, said was, was that times were different then, even if she was you know, pretty young, times were different then. That's not defending the act. That's just saying that in you know, a different time, people looked at things differently. Do you, do you think that's not true? Well, I'm also saying... When- People disagree on whether the Holocaust happened. Does that mean it didn't happen either? Well, um, I think I we mean, have more evidence that the Holocaust. I think there's a lot of evidence saying that the Holocaust didn't happen. I've read some of it. Oh, it so you're one of those? Well, okay, I've read something that's convincing. I'm just, I'm just okay. reiterating your point that you just made. No, that's um, not what we mean. Look, it's not our point. It's much more difficult to ascertain what occurred 1,500 years ago than it is to ascertain what occurred 70 years ago. There's photographic information about the Holocaust. There is none about this uh, Muhammad Naisha characters. Yeah. Well, they didn't exactly have cameras back then. But I know! That's the point I'm trying to make! <laughs> right. To, to say that we don't know something isn't to defend what happened you understand that right i, I don't know okay I mean, well i'm really sorry know? you don't understand were you, there when the Holocaust happened? were you there when muhammad had a wife i don't know i could have right. been in a past life thank you for the call tonight toll free number here 855-450-FREE 855-450-3733 
As we continue, we go to... Apparently, if I don't tow the particular line of uh, some of these people on Muhammad, then I am endorsing it. I think those religions are dumb. All right? That's my statement. (laughs) This ought to be a good call. Someone calling themselves Asian, calling from Philadelphia, also watching on YouTube. You're on Free Talk Live. No, you got my name wrong. Oh, okay. What's your name? It's Aslan, like the, the lion. Can you spell that? Um, it's the A S L A N. Yeah, the, the character from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, okay. That was a, uh, it was it, an, a, a parable of Jesus, basically. Gotcha. Well, it means lion. Is Chechen name? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I didn't look close enough here. The letter was uh, the 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 letter L looked like an I to me from uh, from the distance here. So, uh, apologize about that. Go ahead, Aslan. Okay, you were talking uh, Islam. Uh, I was born in Chechnya, and. Uh, like I, I was uh, I was Muslim uh, most of my life, but I went away from church. Now I can't go back. I have family in Grozny, and I can't go back because uh, I probably would be killed. Okay. okay. And this is very serious. I believe you. But uh, for you say like you say you were in jail and you read Quran. I did, yeah. And you read front to back, and you you believe this? No. Just because you read a book doesn't mean you believe it. But you sound to me like you are defending. I will defend uh, when people tell, you know, possible lies about something. I will, if I know something to be different, if I know something to be contrary to what the claim is being made, I will state the contrary claim. I don't know what the truth is about what happened back then because I wasn't there. If somebody called into this show and said that Jesus had sex with a nine-year-old and it said so in the Bible, I would say that that was an inaccurate statement because I have read the Bible all the way through multiple times well the coranda i don't think talks about uh, i don't recall i mean it's been six years or whatever but i don't think that was addressed in well, the Quran. i'm just saying that's that the I... reason why, that's the reason why i'm calling because uh, in i've studied Quran my whole life and it does say that uh, muhammad took Aisha's wife at a very young age uh-huh. well there's all kinds of uh, different evidence about there at the age at which she was taken as uh, as his wife and some people say it was as old as uh, as 19 and I linked to an article with mountains of citations in it and anybody who really wants to delve into all of these allegations about how old his wife was certainly can spend uh, all kinds of time doing that but, if that's all you, but it's not going to change anything. I grew look I tell you I grew up in Muslim culture I learned this from a very young age and I, I she was nine lunar years old Okay. This is what we learn. Well, thank you for your but, opinion, uh, but obviously people but within I, that culture I this, this have different opinions. Okay. Well, that's your opinion, and there are other people who in that are in that culture who have different opinions. Thank you for the call tonight, Aslan. I appreciate it. Uh, lots of people really harping on uh, this particular issue here tonight as though Apparently they know something. very important to them. Yeah, as though they know something about what happened in the past. Um. I, I, I Again, I, I just keep on hearkening back that these things... Uh, these things happened historically. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just, just saying just that acknowledging uh, that you know, it happened. It doesn't run my life. Um, I don't, you know, care very much. Um, I don't base my opinion about a religion because of what one of its adherents or its, you know, originator might have done. 
at some point in the past. Yeah, I mean, you know, so Alexander the Great was buggered by philosophers. Okay, um, so uh, King Leonidas was probably the uh, the most uh, uh, courageous and deadly gay man the world's ever seen. Okay, he probably had sex with people who were below the age of 10, too. Boys below the age of 10. 855, 450, free, like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here, but maybe enough time for you if you get on the line now at 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, 855-450-3733. The Free Talk Live AMP program, great way to get behind the show for five bucks a month and help us get Free Talk Live on the radio in more markets. We've uh, got another station coming on board soon. I can't say where that is, but I'm excited, you know, as always, to bring new listeners to expose them to the ideas of freedom, the ideas of peace and liberty is what we talk about on a nightly basis here on Free Talk Live. They're important ideas, and uh, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to bring it to over 160 great radio stations around the country. We could have, you know, a couple hundred more. It's possible, but we do need to have money with which to market Free Talk Live, and we're going to bring some uh, some change to the AMP program within the next few weeks. I've been uh, unable to get to the video editing that I've been wanting to do over the last several days, so uh, be patient with me. I've got a lot on my plate here, but when I get to it, we'll, uh, we're going to roll out some changes to the, uh, to the Free Talk Live AMP program and the LRN satellite channels, and we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. But meanwhile, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com and you can get signed up there. As a number of people did this week, thank you to everybody who has done that. As I said earlier, I'm still getting caught up on those uh, processing through those signups because even though we have an automated system on the website, I always like to just kind of oversee things and send out thank you notes and things like that. So you go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, and more. You go to amp, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com, credit card, PayPal, and we take Bitcoin at amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones, to your calls and thoughts, Scott is on the line in Massachusetts listening to WBNW in the Boston-Concord, Mass. area. Go ahead, Scott. Good evening. I haven't heard you in a long time. You may remember me as Scott the Bigot. It is you! People yes, have been... it is. I thought, I, I've been living under the grid, and I and I was away from... But I, I, uh, I, I, you didn't forget me, I hope. No, no. In fact, in fact, people have been asking about you for years. You know, where, what happened to, to Scott, Scott the, the Bigot? bigot yeah. I saw Scott in Massachusetts on the call screening software, and I said to you, Mark, what did I say to you during yes, the break? You, well, you said you're going to him first. And I said, this could be him. I said, this uh-huh. could be Scott Well, I haven't changed, gentlemen, and I want to let you know. I know you got limited time. Here, I want to let you know this before you go on. The phone that yeah. you're on right now... It doesn't sound that great. Can you maybe back away for, from it from like maybe maybe like two inches? Yes. Yeah. All okay. right. Okay. That's better. Uh, now, the America's last time we the- talked to you, your, I think it, it was darn close to the last time we talked to you, your mother came on the line. And uh, for listeners that don't know, this is Scott the Bigot. He is a, a longtime caller, former caller of the show, called you know, pretty regularly off and on. Uh, for a few years, and then, like you said, you you just disappeared. Uh, did it have anything to do with your mother catching you on the line and chewing you out? No, on, on no the air? I got I got tired of radio. Uh, but now that uh, Trump's in office, uh, it, 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 it's 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 right my time again. And America's in deplorable condition. Uh, I don't know where to begin. I'll just say that uh, we have a Zionist-occupied government. Uh, 
we have people wondering what's going on Same in America. Same old talking points. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand. <laughs> yes, but it's true. It hasn't changed. So wait, are you saying that, hold on. So, so first of all, what is a Zionist? And are you saying that Donald Trump is a Zionist? No. I'm saying that, that America, he can't stop it himself. America's, essentially what I mean is America's controlled by the Jews. When I mean by the Jews, they control Wall Street, they control Hollywood. Do they, they control, control the Donald Trump? Yes. Uh, any president would be controlled by the Jews uh, because, again, we have a Zionist-occupied government, meaning that, and it's proven true with, 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 with Charles Schumer and Adam Schiff and uh, Dianne Feinstein, especially George Soros. George Soros is the evil ringleader, the puppet master, if you will, and he's behind all of this. Uh, he, for people that aren't familiar with George Soros, he made billions of flux, manipulating the currency of Great Britain. Vladimir Putin threw him out of Russia because they were try, he was trying to manipulate their currency. And most recently, he, uh, he got Ann Coulter thrown out of uh, Berkeley because Bill Ayers is his Gentile front, meaning Bill Ayers works for uh, George Soros. And George Soros is an international Jewish banker, and also he is also a uh, fifth columnist, a communist. So the, 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 it, it, I want to leave you callers with a thought. America's in the state it's in because of three forces that it's working against it. International Jewish finance, international Jewish, international Jewish communism, and international Jewish uh, Zionism. Those are the three forces that are working against America. And America is it doomed to like the Zionists uh, are very powerful. I mean, they only have a tiny little country down there. What's the big deal? This is the big deal. Israel is a clearinghouse, an international clearinghouse. clearinghouse. For a clearinghouse for for? For, for for the Rothschilds, for all Jewish activity in the world. And there are the very small clearing? numbers, you said. What are they but clearing? tremendous. You, you need to understand. You need to read the protocols oh God, of the learned no. elders of Zion, which will explain. I need hours <laughs> to explain it. But to answer your it's question, it's called the Jewish question. The Jewish question means how do the Jews have such power? How did they get there? What do they do there? Now, uh, you've missed out uh, recently, Scott. Uh, we've had a, a bunch of calls tonight from some similarly bigoted uh, people, but unlike them, I'm actually like relieved to hear from you because, at the very least, you know you don't say the f word or you know some no. other words that we would have to uh, to dump on no. the air as, as uh, no. we have with some of these other uh, callers tonight. So, I wanna, even though you you know I still find your viewpoint to be uh, despicable yep. and detestable, I still want to welcome you back to uh, Free Talk Thank Live. You. I am glad to yes. hear hear from Opinions you. Opinions are welcome, no matter how abhorrent. Yeah. Absolutely, so and and I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to call back because I know a lot of our listeners did miss. They did miss you. I have to laugh because I thought I was forgotten. No, not at all. Who could forget Scott the bigot? I mean, there's some there's some classic. You're a dedicated caller. That's yeah, for there, sure. well, there's some classic callers to to Free Talk Live that I think will always be remembered, uh, including uh, remember Paula who was in the yep. trailer park years ago. Who was the uh, the master sergeant that would call in and uh, uh, from the junkyard? Oh yeah, that was a long Walt. time ago. Walt from uh, Kansas. Kansas City yep. was, uh, yeah, so there's some of them that are really memorable uh, characters, all the way back to Sanjay from our local days yep. when we were on in uh, Sarasota, the uh, the fake call from the, the guy who was running a uh, like a quickie mart kind of thing, uh, really, you know, great, great accent. And, the, and of course, the big question about Scott the Bigot has been, is he for real? And uh, that's always been one of the big questions among our listeners is, is Scott actually who he, you know, portends to be or yes. is this all a big put on? No, um, it's not. It's, I've always it's, it's believed a, you're for real. I've I've always I am believed for real. about you. I uh, I look at America. I know you have limited time. I look at America, 
and I hate what I see. Here's uh, here's what I want you to do. Uh, yeah. do. Do you have the internet? I don't use a computer. You don't use a computer. How do you? No, I don't want do you Live. How do you? What do you do? Oh, I function very well. Okay. So I want to know if you can call on a different phone. Is the reason I'm asking because the one that you're on, even though you backed away from it, still kind of uh, it's still kind of cruddy, and it's going to get if you call back on that that same phone. Maybe you could use your mom's extension. Are you still <laughs> Are you still at mom's house? I knew you were going to say that. No. <laughs> My mom's not feeling very well. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I, I didn't mean to pick on uh, no. on her. No, I know. I know what you think. I live in a cellar with a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think you wore a tinfoil hat. We do have listeners. I can assure you, gentlemen, that I have all my mental faculties. I, I, I I'm as sane, if not more sane. If anything is insane, it's our world is insane. Our world is one giant nut house. This country so you don't have is a, one giant nut house. You're on a landline? You're, you're not calling on a I'm cell phone? I'm on a landline. Phone? Regular telephone. You don't have a cell phone. This you is a cheapy Walmart telephone. I don't even use a cell phone, and you know why? Because when I'm out somewhere, I don't want to be bothered with anyone. I don't want to. I just want to be left alone. I want to ask you to, uh, maybe we'll have you call the uh, the studio line or something uh, next time. The alter- the alternate line, if you wanted to uh, to call in, maybe that would clear the the line up. It's not intolerable, but it's also not great either. Hey, Scott, good to uh, hear from you, even though I disagree with pretty much everything that comes and out of your mouth. And I want to leave one fast thought before yeah. all your viewers, all okay. your listeners, a, if they want to understand the craziness in America, and they do not understand, and they're desperately looking for an answer, they can find everything they're looking for in the protocols sure, of the learned elders yeah. of Zion. The Jews claim it's a forgery, but I can assure you it's, it's absolutely thank, authentic. Thank you for the call, Scott. Uh, it's sort of good to hear from you. <laughs> I feel mostly positive about that, even though it was uh, rep- reprehensible. Thank you for the call. Uh, so, yeah, there he is. He's back. He's okay. He's still out there. Still sounds just like he did you know, five years ago or whenever the hell it Do was. Do you think bringing him on just sort of represented the folks that were in the YouTube comments uh, today? To represent what? Do you think bringing him on? Yeah, for it was a uh, emblematic of the of, of everything. The culmination. The, he yeah. was the culmination. They, they're, of that. Accusing, the they're accusing us of being Jewish uh, in the, uh-huh. uh, the, the 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 YouTube things. There, as though um, any of us, uh, not, anybody here, no, it's confirmed. You two, two thirds confirmed Jewish, right? And so I assume they that's said two thirds. I don't know which two thirds. Okay. Didn't they say you were Jewish? I'm not Ray? disclosing my my heritage oh, right. until next week. You refuse to do that till next week. I can say that I was right. <laughs> Protestant. I did take a DNA test, and it came out that there was one Jew drop of blood in there, basically. I and knew it. A Zionist. I knew it! <laughs> and I don't know what that means, because I don't know anything about any Zionist, uh, whatever, don't care anything about that stuff. But, you know, if you're really busy worrying about whether some, what somebody's religion is, you're just a nut. Alright, uh, if you didn't get on tonight, no worries. Call tomorrow night. We're on live, as always, 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can join us online in the meantime between now and then, over at Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. Your amp will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. 
You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com.